So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We thank you for everyone that's assembled here today. We're coming to be joined with you, joined to the Lord. God, we want the mind of Christ. We want the reality of Jesus. We want our Father's heart right now. We call for you right now. We call that and invoke your presence. Come, Lord Jesus, even now, manifest yourself through your scriptures, through our hearts, to our hearts in divine reality. We thank you for who you are. We lift up our heads. You're the glory and the lifter of our heads. I want to thank you for the good reports and the testimonies of reality, that the changes of life. I thank you for rescuing and plucking out of fires. I thank you for transforming minds. I thank you for changing our hearts and our desires. I thank you for taking us further with you, God. For we're your people called by your name. We're the body. We're not a building. We're your body, and you're a body builder. Build us in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, manifest, direct, choreograph the steps that we're to take and the ways we're to move. We call you Lord, Lord, and we do what you say to do. We thank you right now. Enlarge our hearts. Increase our strength. Enlighten our minds. Now direct us through your heart, through your words. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the thanks. We thank you that you're alive, real, you're present and manifest today in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15. I want to, I'm trying to stay on this the best I can and uh, stay focused on Genesis 15 and the walk between the pieces. I mean, I want to stay with it because I want to finish it. And it's part of our walk in life. It's not a teaching, right? If you get stuck with just teachings or information and not revelation, if you get stuck just with doctrine and subjects, you're not experiencing life. And God lives in us and we have his life in us. And there's a journey for us, right? We have uh, Romans 12 says a measure of faith for the journey we're on, you know? You have a measure for where you're going. You have a measure where you guys are going, where you're going. I have a measure. She has a measure for the journey. We have that kind of faith for that kind of journey, right? right. So in the walk between the pieces, it's, it's to help us in our lives to see distinction. Like we talked about the other week, uh, uh, separation for clarification. If you're taking notes, that's what it's for, right? Mm-hmm. It's to separate us so we can gain some things in God, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to get there in a minute, but Genesis 15 and we'll, I'll, I'll kick it out. But I, I, I want you to know, like right now, what I want you to do practically, there's ways of God. And I want you to write down as you're taking notes, because we're not doing services. We're doing changes and, and, and transformation, and we're doing progression. And so to progress, I want you to write down everything that you believed and know that the Lord said to you, right? Because that's going to keep you in the season that you're in, because there's times and seasons for all of our lives. And when you know where you're at, then you know where you're going. It says Jesus knew where he was at, but he knew where he was going as well. So what I want you to do, and take a moment to do it before I shift gears, write down what you know to be God to your heart. Write down what you believe he said to your heart. We're not getting, we're not talking spooky spirituals or weirdness. We're just saying this intuitive knowing that I, I have a sense of where I'm at. Just write down those things. Because here's the thing, when, when the Lord, he lives in us, and when he speaks into us, we get enlivened, we get quickened, we get strengthened, and we feel this hope, we feel this faith, we sense these things, right? Well, when that feeling goes away, what he said still is real and remains, it's eternal, right? right. So I want you to take the time and write down those things right now, because it's, you know, if you look at our timeline, some of us have been in the same 
position for a while and there's some deep inner workings going on, right? Right. You might stay in the season that you're in for a deep working for months, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Christ working in you. Uh, it says, Jesus said that I can do nothing of myself. The Father is at work in me, right? And he's working in us to have us to get rest, to get stable, to grow, right? Right. So I want you to, I want you to write down the seasons. If you have that written down, what, what I believe God's saying to me, what I know that intuitively that's happening in me, I want you to write those down. Because in the time that we're in, it's time to wake up, right? It's time to wake yourself up from your slumber. That's what Ephesians says. And we all need to do that. We all need to wake up, right? It says, uh, wake up, that you that are slumbering. We need to wake up, then we need to uh, stir up. I want you to write it down. Because we're not going to remain in the same position of life, right. the same position around the mountains of life. We're in a, prog- we're in a progression, yes. right? The Lord is life. The Lord is light. And light keeps moving. And life keeps moving. We're going to move with that. Yeah. We're not going to remain in a, in a position of stagnancy that we fake it and call it loyalty. No, nope, we're going to keep moving, right? Yeah. Religion stays stagnant. Religion stays in doctrine around the mountain. Religion doesn't have freshness. It doesn't have newness of life. It doesn't have continuous of life. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's, it's a theater. It's a play actor. It's a pretending. But we're not of that, right? right. We're part of his body in that reality. The Lord talked about the, the kingdom of God, and that's what we are. We're born again to see the kingdom. We're born again to enter the kingdom, mm-hmm. not just to go to heaven, right? right. When you look in, in the scriptures, the kingdom's mentioned like almost 200 times more than, than church is, right? And, and the idea of man's church is a building, uh, a theater place, and there's no reality. But God's idea of the small times that he mentioned the church, it was the idea of we are his body. And he wants to build his body. He wants to build you and I, his people, right? Mm-hmm. That's his mentality. That's God's reality, right? Yeah. So write down, this is the season I'm in. It's time to awaken. Wake up, wake up, those of you a slumber, right? Sometimes I get, you get out of focus, like Serge was saying. Your eye's not single. You start to slumber. You start to get cloudy. So it's time to wake up. Keep your head up and wake up, right? right. Mark the awareness that's going on in your life. The awareness is without and the awareness of God within. Mark those, right? So time to wake up. And then the next number two will be stir up, right? It says stir up the gift within you. So first things first, you write down, you you write this vision, you write what you believe God's saying, you write what you know, you remember it, right? You rehearse it. And listen, don't be tricked because God bless you, because you don't feel it. When God, like when I'm talking to you right now, you have senses and feelings. But when I'm not here tomorrow and the next day, what I said that was of God is still God. Yeah. What he said to you in, in when you woke up at 3 in the morning is still the Lord. Right. You felt it then. It enlivened you. It quickened you. It made you alive, right? Mm-hmm. But then two days later, you don't feel anything. Exactly. But nevertheless, what he says and what he said still remains. So write down what he said. That's what I'm telling you. So you know that you can go ahead by what he said. If he said to, to Serge, today, keep your eye focused, keep your eye single. And Serge felt that witness of God, that strengthening of God, that awakening of God today. And then he leaves tomorrow. He doesn't go like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to do something different. You know, no, hear, listen, take action. Say that with me. Hear, listen, take action. Hear, listen, take action. And that's how we have progression. It's not just hearing and admiring. It's, it's hearing, not just admiring, and acknowledging, but listening, right. right? And drinking it in and then go and taking action with it. Mm-hmm. And if you do that and exercise your spirit, 
It'll exercise your mind. It'll exercise your will. You'll be down the road of progression. You won't remain the same. You won't be stuck. You won't be stagnant, right? Right. That's why I tell you a day at a time. You just take a day at a time, a step at a time, but you're taking a step at a time. So if you have that written down, you guys know what you know, intuition. I know this is going on in my life. And what, what I have understanding of, what I believe God has said. What I know and what do I believe. Write those down, then you know where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when he, like in my own life, if there's things I go, I know where I'm at. I, I, you, you sense the in living, you sense the quickening, you sense the faith giving. All right, I, I sense that, I feel that. It feels great, right? It gives me hope, it gives me faith, it gives me energy. Uh, the Bible calls it energy. It gives me that. Well, I don't feel it two days from now, and then I start hearing darkness in my mind. And then I start going like, well, maybe did God, and Satan will tell you like Genesis, did God really say that? Mm-hmm. Then why do you feel like this? Well, I'm not to be moved by my feelings. Right. Then I got to be moved by what I believe, not by what I feel. And when I feel that the least is when I need to believe it the most. Right. Right. That's when it kicks into to the power of your will. After God spoke his will, you use your will in agreement and say, I'm not going to break agreement with this. If you told me I'm forgiven, if you told me it is finished, if you told me I'll see those enemies no more, their faces, if you told me that they're powerless ghosts, if you told me that in Psalms 103, I will bless you and forget not your benefits, if you told me you've forgiven me, if you've told me you've healed me, if you told me that you're redeeming me, if you told me that you're restoring my honor and my crown, and if you told me that you give me good things to say, I'm believing it. But in two, two days after him telling you that, then you wander around and because you don't feel that, did, did God say? And that's, the, that's what Genesis will get into. That's when you've got to chase the fowls of the air away from your head. Because mm-hmm. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? right. Say that. The same yesterday, yesterday, when he spoke to me yesterday, today is the same and forever. It's an eternal word with an eternal life, with an eter- eternal Lord, that it, it remains. Yes. His kingdom will remain. It will stand. It's just that we get jostled around in our heads and our emotions. And this is the whole thing about the walk between the pieces, that God wants us to learn these things. Separation for clarification, right? Unification for cooperation, to unify our hearts. And once he separates it and we see, hey, man, this is the carnal Craig and this is the spiritual Craig. And once he separates it, don't pick that mountain. Remember, pick that mountain. Don't go to the mountain of gloom and wrath. That's not your mountain. The blood of Jesus, the innumerable angels, that's your mountain, right? Mm -hmm. That's your tree. Follow that one. And so he separates it, so we go, oh, oh. And then we go, okay. And then he unifies us again, like Psalms 86, write it down. Unite my heart and teach me your ways. Unite me. Once you separate me and I see which one's the old me, I see which one's the emotional and not the spiritual sensational. When I see the one that's carnal and the one that's spiritual, the light is shining. Yeah. Now he'll unify that. Now I got to agree and walk in that newness. We have a small part. He's the initiator. We're the agreer. He's the finisher. Say that with me. He's the initiator. We're the agreer. He's the finisher. Our agreement is this small. His initiation is that big. Right? Right. And then he finishes it. Romans says, he, he that promised it will also perform it. We have a small part of just saying yes and amen to it. That's how, how vast he is. The dimensional Jesus, the vastness of God. We're not into self-help, uh, uh, redoubling your will, just doing moral uh, rightness. That's not God's righteousness. Right. He is alive, man, and he's transforming our lives. Mm-hmm. Once he gave you his life in you, he expands that life. 
right? It goes from the word that we experience, the eternal life, the life, the son, and the greater one within us. That's all in John's epistles. Mm -hmm. And we're going to experience that. Amen? Amen. So now that you wrote that down, you might not feel it, but now you went from hearing, listening, to taking action, right? Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do practically to get on the way, in the way of God, whatever you heard, listen to what you wrote down, take action with it. Uh, number two, awake, number one is awake, awake, right? Awaken yourself. That's just changing your gaze, what, I, what we talked to Serge about. Awaken. Stir up the gifts, right? You have a gift in you that God gave. That's part of why, why you're here. We identify that. We get that released. The gift of God alone, Hebrew says, is, is, comes from heaven. It's the power of the age to come. And so when you function in that gift, that's a part of God manifesting on earth. So we need to awaken, but we need to function, right? Right. Then you'll see the Lord in that. As you're functioning, there's the, your reward is that's your meat and your drink. Your reward is you're experiencing God. Your reward, you're more enlightened as you're functioning, right? Yeah. So awaken, right? Number two, stir up the gift and function. Number three, take action. Daniel chapter 11, I think it's 32, 33. They that know their God will be strong, right? Knowing, right? Knowing. Uh, communion. When we're talking about the temple of God, you have a you you, ha, you are a spirit. You you have you have your mind, your will, and your emotions, and all that stuff in the temple, right? And God walks through that. He wants just to set our our lives in divine order. He wants to fill our spirits with worship, with communion, with intuition, and then our minds are to aid our spirits and continue in walking. Our bodies are to walk it out. Yeah. Sometimes we're just out of order. We let our mind. Uh, lead us mm -hmm. and our spirit gets extinguished in us right mm -hmm. some people i talked to someone yesterday they were talking about i hear some and i listen but uh in my mind i overthink it mm -hmm. and so that's just part of the walk between the pieces right so i'm going to get into that in a moment so so you have those three down what number one is what awaken awaken, awaken yourself how do you do that right you just start changing your gaze you change your attention be be aware have awareness of the Lord in you and outside of you, right? Right. To make this, re to walk in this reality, not fantasy, is this. It's the inner witness. Romans 8 says, my spirit bears witness with his spirit, right? That's your spirit, is intuition. If it's not true, it, it won't witness. The, the Holy Spirit only witnesses to what Jesus said, right? right. So if, if, it, if he keeps me and you out of fantasy, pretense, and, and drama, if we say this is the Lord and it doesn't witness, throw it away. He'll only witness to what Jesus said. Right. He'll only witness. There's thousands of people all the time telling me the Lord said, the Lord said, and the Lord said. And they live in fantasy and not reality because there's, the witness won't lie. It doesn't, has no, nothing personal. How's that? The witness is your gangster. Nothing personal, just business. <laughs> if, it's not, if it's not Jesus, I won't witness. You know, I can say it's Jesus and put a mask on that it's Jesus, but it won't witness. So you listen for the inward witness. My spirit bears witness together with his, Romans 8 says, testifying with, together with. So if it's him, it'll witness. Right. Stage one, inner witness in you to keep you out of fantasy into reality. Mm -hmm. Number two, the outward confirmation, right? No sooner than the Lord will speak into you, and I had it happen a couple weeks ago about like a, a change of time. I, I, what was the word? Um, I can't remember it. Uh, it I can't, I have written it down, but it was like a, uh, it is finished, not, not so more prospering and, and health and vitality. And then a couple of days later, I got somebody sent me a check in the, in the mail. That's an outward confirmation. Right. So I'm not just fantasizing, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, I got a goosebump. The Lord said, no, 
the, uh, the Holy Spirit witnesses only what Jesus said. And I'm like, I believe this is real. And then he outwardly confirms it, right? Yeah. The power of the witness is John 5. Jesus said, I could witness of myself, but I won't. That's the outward confirmation. Uh, John witnesses of me. My father witnesses of me. And, and this witness and testifies of me. So look for the outward after you hear the inward. Yeah. That'll give you strength to get there. So we're not no, we're not into pretending. There's there's churches or buildings all over right now that are pretending. Jesus said they're they're theater, they're actors. That's fantasy. We don't want that, right? We want God's reality, and this is the way it works. So He'll speak into you. You heard it. You listened. You took action with it. There's be some faith is the substance and the evidence of that, and you'll and there'll be a confirmation of it. Right. So there'll be an outward to match the inward, and and you write down your notes. I can't juke the Holy Spirit. He only testifies and witnesses of Jesus. Right. And that's his job. As they all have, the Father has in charge of the operations. Jesus is in charge of the administration. And the Holy Spirit is to witness and testify of what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So the more we're doing what he said, the more the witness will be there, the confirmation will be there, and the reality will be there. Right. You know, and, and this is part, I'll get to the, what I said I'm going to teach in a minute, but the walk between the pieces, this is part of it, right? Mm-hmm. It'll get us there. And we're not, we're not living in fantasy. We're living in God's reality under his hand, in his ways, and we're progressing. Yes. And then we, at the end of the story, we, we look back and we have a testimony here, a testimony there, an experience here on our journey to what he called you to do, you to do, and me to do, you to do, right? right. Pre-works, right? So this is the way of God. That's the way of God. Make sense? Yes. Make faith. You feel like you got a handle on it? And so whatever he says to you and it becomes a said to you now just keep believing and going forward whether you feel it or not mm-hmm. just keep going forward it'll start witnessing in and, and outside it'll confirm just keep going put your head down put your mouthpiece and keep going when you feel that the least that's when you believe the most remember yes. that that's part of how you chase the fowls of the air away from you when, when we get in this Genesis 59 I'm gonna this time and when you get into it <laughs> he'll say uh, there's a promise that God gave and he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the pieces. But, and as soon as he did that, Abraham's required to chase away the fowls of the air. And whatever the fowls of the air in your head are, chase them away. Mm-hmm. Just, just say no, right? Jesus gave us instruction. He, there was a, a, a synagogue leader, and I think it's John 5 or somewhere around there, that he said, hey, if, if you just come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, she's almost dying. And he says, and Jesus starts following Right? He has faith, right? He starts following. Then this lady with an issue of blood interrupts, bumps through the crowd, touches his garment, and he was following that, that religious leader to heal his daughter. He stops and goes, hey, who touched me? Right? And then that, by that time, they came back and the man said, hey, don't trouble him anymore. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus finishes healing her, tells the man, don't listen. Hearing but ignoring. And it's in the Amplified. And that's what you're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. After God spoke into us, and, and the other voices come back to us hearing but ignoring. We're not denying that we heard it. Right. We're not denying that we felt it. Right. But we're ignoring the reality of it in our lives. Yeah. I'm not believing it. If I believe it, I'm going to start sinking again. Yeah. It's what I told you yeah. earlier. Don't change your gaze. Uh, if it's Jesus, as long as Peter was gazing on him, he was looking at Jesus, he could walk on water. As soon as he stopped looking at Jesus, he looks at the ground. He starts sinking. So we're all going to have that challenge. When that word of God speaks in us, keep looking. Mm-hmm. When we don't feel it, keep walking. Right. 
That's strengthening. That's growing. We only grow against resistance. It's the same way with training and weights. Mm -hmm. You can't grow by staying in the same place. You've got to add weight to grow. Right. So when we get out and take a step of action, there's a resistance that's going to be there. Right. And so our small part, Genesis, chase away the fowls of the air. Hearing but ignoring. Say that with me. Hearing it but ignoring it. Jesus instructed him. Hey, J I think his name is Jairus. Jairus, hearing but ignoring. I heard what they said. You heard what they said. I'm still going to your house. I still said I was, though you don't feel I was, though they say she's already dead, hearing but ignoring. Let's keep going. Let's keep going, right? Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what I do. That's what you do. Hearing but ignoring, because you're going to hear it. This whole life, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a war. It's a battle in the mind. This whole journey we're on is nothing but thoughts that antagonize, accuse, or whatever, or the thought of God that brings life, light, and love. And it's a battle constantly. We're in a battle constantly. This is not a playground. This is a war ground. Yeah. And as the moment you got born again, you were birthed into a hostile environment. Yeah. And you have thoughts every day. A million of them every day. And you're going to believe the one out of the million, right? Yeah. That he's the one. Hear ye him, right? Uh, on the left was Moses. On the right was Elijah in the vision. And, and the Lord said, no, no, no. Don't listen to the law. and Don't listen to this. Listen to my son. Hear him. There's one voice we listen to. We live by the voice of the Son. And that's Hebrews 2, right? That'll give us success, practicality, as well as spirituality. Yeah. Right? So whatever he, you heard, you're taking action on. Whatever you felt and sensed then, it's the same today. Believe it. Yes. Mix it with faith. Hebrews 4 says, Unto us was the gospel as well as unto them. But it didn't profit them. Why? Because they didn't mix it with faith. Mixing it with faith is it's already in your heart. When I, when I speak life in you, his, his life, you relate to it. You join to it. You cleave to it without even thinking about it. You're mixing it with faith, right? Then your mind has to agree and your will say the amen to it. Yeah. And then you go into your journey, right? I don't care. Uh, I believe it. Yesterday, today, and forever. What he said yesterday remains. I'll get there. Let's keep believing. And that's God's unctioning, right? Yeah. One of the biggest things I, I've seen people fail in is they... They think they're God more than God is God, right? Yeah. They think that they have to redouble their efforts. They get into self-righteousness. They get into self-perfection. I've done that self-perfection one in my life, and it wears you out, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what we have to do is if we're going to go on to perfection, Hebrews says, if God permits is huge. So how do I go on to perfection? Oh, I'm going to do it. I, I got this. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. You know, um, I'm going to make a comeback, right? Cause, oh, I fell back. I'm going to make a comeback. I told you last week. There are no comebacks. That's just motivational and carnal. The Lord brings us back. Mm -hmm. And the emphasis is the Lord, yeah. right? We could be in a dark hour like Moses and despair on the side of a backside of a backslide behind a mountain. And when the time is permitted with God, he burns a burning bush and brings him back. To his calling, to his placing, and to his identity of how God made him. He does it with us, mm -hmm. right? Uh, all we have to do is let that work, work in us, say yes, yes to it, yes to it, till it pushes us, till that burns fire in us, and we're back in the game. Yeah. You know, Peter fell away, and, and the Lord said, and go tell Peter in Mark 16. Go get him. No, Peter didn't go like, you know what, I screwed up. I fell over here. I denied. I was a sissy in front of a 13-year-old girl. And how ashamed I am, right? He, 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 no, he said, the Lord said, I'm bringing you back. You don't have to come back. And as I bring you back, I'm going to redeem you back. And I'm going to correct that. And I'm going to give you a chance for honor again. Mm -hmm. And he did, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a bring back. Now, David lost in Ziglag, lying his head off, killing innocent people, doing all that. And, God's, and he burned up a village. There was a burn up and God lifted him out. Mm 
and lifted him up. Say, hey, you're discontented here. You know you don't belong here. I'm coming after you here. Nothing's going to work for you here. Encourage yourself in the Lord, and let's get back to Zion. That's a bring back, right? And that's if God permits. So it's not like if God, well, maybe God will or maybe he won't. No, he's at work in us all the time. And that eternal life and light is, is wrestling with us, getting our hearts to, to position ourselves. Uh, uh, what would you say? Like correct ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's going on. And that's about the time when you, you experience the bring back because you're ready then. Yeah. You're not resisting, rebelling. Mm-hmm. You're tired. Yeah. And there's a bring back mm-hmm. from that setback, mm-hmm. not a comeback, right? Mm-hmm. So if God permits, the big permits is so important. It magnifies who he is and his reality of, of loving you, going after you, even when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I believe in that. I know that, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Osvaldo's gig was, right? I left, God, I left the Lord. I'm frustrated with the Lord. And then I have an encounter with the Lord. Did he initiate it? No. Mm-hmm. Who somebody was reaching after him. Yeah. And that's the reality of, of the Father, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a bring back. So let's go. Eventually, I will teach you. I promise. Time almost had a lower battery here. I'll just keep going. Okay, so Genesis chapter 15. We read the earlier parts about the, the, the word of the Lord visiting him in a vision. And I want you to write down, and it says in verse 1, and the, and the, as after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. And I want you to write down vision. Because a vision's not just an open thing or seeing angels. A dream, it's a gift from God about where you're to go, where you're to be, right? It's a vision. And, and when we go through this walk between the pieces, a vision is real. And what makes it uh, happen is that God spoke to you in something. But when you know that what he told, what he spoke to you, how do I say this in a proper way? It's just an imagination unless God spoke it in a vision to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between imagination and vision. And uh, it, the thing I find most difficult for people is that when they're, some people are just dreamers, right? Mm-hmm. They dream a dream, but they're not vision casters. Mm-hmm. And when God gives you a vision, the way that you experience it is that you, he, there's, a, there's a dream and a, and a vision. It's not just an imagination. He gives you the ability, right? right. So it's like if, if, if God spoke something into Quentin, he, he, he'll fulfill it because of the ability given. Right. right? Otherwise, it's just an imagination. Mm-hmm. Like if the Lord told me you're going to build a car, Craig, right? And, uh, that's, that's, and I heard that. That's probably my imagination because I am not functional with tools, right? I mean, could I learn it to a degree? Yeah, but does it register in my head like it does his thing? No. The gift will confirm the vision right. and it'll make it happen. Uh, I'm trying to say it. I don't think I'm reaching it. So imagination versus true vision. Uh, if I do it in the wheelhouse that is spoken to me, like I know a guy that he has a, a, a dream and he has a vision and he, and, he, and he asked me a question, how do I know it's not a vain imagination? I tell you, it's not a vain imagination because you, God has given you, delegated you the equipment. Mm-hmm. So say he's a strong administrator. So God tells him, I want you to uh, create a, a situation for homeless people. I want you to do this. Is that a vain imagination? Not at all, because you're an administrator and you can set it in order by the power of the age to come and the gift, and it'll happen. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Here, an example. Uh, I have a, a I, don't, I hate to say vision, but a, but a dream of in my heart, a uh, desire in my heart, a burning in my heart. Uh, open a coffee house. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that a vain imagination? And can everybody do that? No. It, it, it was a dream from God because of the ability that he gave me by the gifting that I had. Mm-hmm. 
Because I, I, then, I, then it becomes a vision out of my imagination. Mm-hmm. So I say, okay, yes, Lord. And then I take steps and action on what he says. And it's not an imagination. It's a vision because right away people believe in what I'm doing because they believe in the gift of God in my life. Right. But that's the power of me to come. It's his gift. So if if someone else, like another guy, tried to do that without that gifting to make it happen, without the, the energy of the gift, without that charisma of the gift or that doma of the gift, it, it wouldn't work. Right. So you're not in fantasy. In, in, you're only in fantasy when you don't have the ability. Write that down. I finally got it. You're only in fantasy when you don't have the ability. Not everybody has the ability. When we're talking about reality, not you, you know, people will say, I can do all things through Christ. Yeah, what you're delegated to do. What he gifted you to do. What he equipped you to do. I had people that were bound in religion. And I remember the day that they were talking. And they tried to say we're all the same. We're not all the same. We're all sons and daughters. That makes us the same. But we all have different responsibilities. That make us different. Mm -hmm. And if you have any knowledge of the scriptures and the reality of God. He said said, I gave a a diversities of giftings. Mm -hmm. I have a different gift. She has different gift. You have different gift. Diversity. I can't do what she does. But if I recognize the gift of God in her, I can cooperate with it. And my gift, and we'd make this thing happen. Right? I can't do everything. I can't do everything. There's a distribution. There's a gifting given to me. Mm -hmm. Right? That makes the vision happen. So I have the I have the vision. Is it imagination? No, I have that thing. The automatically, it's the gift of God. Nothing to do with me. People buy, they buy into it and, and and agree with it. So I'm the vision caster. Then I get some people that are managers. Like the uh, next day, the guy writes a check and and fifty thousand dollars in one day of making a decision. Mm-hmm. That's their part. Yeah. And I believe in their part, and I believe they believe in my part. Mm-hmm. But we actually birthed something in the city, and the building still exists, but now it's a gym. Mm-hmm. So the only reason it worked. Was it wasn't a, uh, an imagination? It, it was a it was a vision. It was because I had the delegation. Yeah. So for your life, whatever you know that God's telling you to do, He's equipped you with the gifting to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that if another person tries to do that, the administrator do that, and He said, "Well, I'm just going to do that." Well, they can't mm-hmm. because they don't have the energy and the power of the age to do that. Right. So the gifting will give you the ability to make that happening. We're we're all the same. Say we're all the same as sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. But we're diversity as gifts and individuals mm-hmm. and abilities, mm-hmm. right? David uh, killed giants, right? You know, that's his thing, right? Daniel ripped the, uh, uh, he made lions go to sleep with his gifting. Samson ripped lions in half with his gifting. So the gifting will confirm the vision, whether it's a vain imagination or it's a reality. So let's stay in reality. Look at your equipment. So when you hear something from God and you believe that, you know, uh, I, I'm to do, uh, I'm to, like there was a lady that talked to me years ago. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't want to do my life. I said, you, you, uh, you tell the truth. You speak truth. You have a gift in counseling. Go get a degree. And that paperwork will give you a door open. And they said, thank you. I've been now functioning in counseling for two years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because of the gifting, you know, not just the wording. Like, oh, I think I'll just be this. I can't be everything. We have the image and likeness of God in us, but a measure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might look like Deborah. You might look like Moses. Mm-hmm. You might look like Paul, right? Those are parts of Jesus. Then we make the whole, right? Mm-hmm. Giftings will make it happen. So we're not in fantasy. We're not imagining. We're in, we're in vision when we line up with gifting, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense? Yeah. So if you're struggling and you, you go, I, I believe this is God. Do I have the delegated ability? It'll work everywhere. That gift will work everywhere. 
right? And then that's when you learn how to sanctify the gift later, that the gift is subject to you. You're not just led by the gift, but the gift will help happen because it's Hebrews 6 is part of the power of the age to come. Yeah. All right, so let's get into Genesis. And that, that's about vision. And he goes on. I want to skip down in verse 6. Uh, actually, I want to go 3 and 5. And, and Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Right? And I want you to write down next to that verse, complaining, right? Concern and complaining. We all do that. You know, Abraham, when we look at these people's lives, we need to write down James 5. Elijah was, was a man just like us, who was subject to passions just like us, emotions just like us, but he prayed, right? So we're, these people, I, I told someone yesterday, when we, when we live in imagination or idealistic with the scriptures, our souls are made to magnify it. Uh, the Lord revealed that in Luke. Our, my soul magnifies the Lord. Our souls make things bigger sometimes, bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I go out and I, I go, I have to have a meeting and I got to talk to someone, I overthink mm-hmm. and my soul magnifies. Oh, they're going to say this probably and that probably. I got to stop it, right? Mm-hmm. I got to stop that, deny that, let it go because I don't know what they're saying. And, and I've grown in that because I've done it so much to no avail. They're going to do this and that and, and I'm ready, right? And they did everything the opposite. So I've learned to get rid of that overthinking and just walk into it and let's see what goes on. Because our perceptions could be wrong. It could be idealistic. It's that way about scriptures. Abraham was great in faith. Abraham was this. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. Lot was like horrible and he was like that. You know, for example, Lot, he was, I was telling Sarah, he was uh, Old Testament Genesis. He's written like this. He's horrible. He's this. But Peter says, righteous Lot, New Testament. He called him righteous. Mm -hmm. Our ideology gets wrong somehow. Our perception is wrong. Sometimes we think Abraham, he's like, when he walks on water, he has great faith. Abraham naturally struggled through this. He was a liar. Mm-hmm. He lied a lot. He went south a lot. But the promise was still fulfilled through him. Mm-hmm. These were men, right? If we read it without ideology and idealistic and just reality, it'll help us, yeah. right? The Bible says, don't compare yourself among yourselves. That's not why. So we don't compare with each other because we're different journeys and giftings, right? Mm-hmm. But these guys are given for an example of humanity that gives us hope that we're going to make it. Yeah. So look at it like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they ate us. Like some, somewhere that you're in it, you're, Abraham already did it. Mm-hmm. If you're in a believing session, here he did it. God told him this, and then he goes, okay, okay, I won't go there in the famine. The famine hits, he goes south. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're in there somewhere. We glean from it, we learn from it, we get hope from it. Yeah. So Abraham, verse 2, complaining. Abraham said, Lord God, you did all these things for me in the 14th chapter. You, you, uh, the slaughter of the kings and all this. And you said you're my shield and my reward, but what are you going to do for me? What are you going to give me? Seeing I go childless, that's what's on his mind, right? And the steward of my house is only Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, behold to me, you have given no seed. Circle no seed. Those two verses, and we go through it, are complaints, right? Complaints to the Lord. Okay, you did this for me. You did that for me. You, you, you said you're my provider in the 14th chapter. And you did all this outward stuff. But I still go childless, and I don't have a seed. And behold, the word of the Lord, verse 4, came unto him, saying, This will not be your heir, but it shall come forth out of your own bowels. That'll be your heir. Right? So now he tells him, You're not gonna, it's not natural. No, don't look for the guy that's living in your house. Don't look for the natural thing. I can do this or I can do this. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna work this thing in you and I'm gonna work it out of you, and you're gonna know it's me. And I'm gonna get all the glory and reality in this. And nobody can compare it to it, because only God can do that. Right. You know what I mean? How do I get $50,000 in two days? I can't do that. Right. You know, I, I, I can stand on the corner and put my sign, like, work 
for food. <laughs> I, won't, I won't give 50000 in two days. Because God said, I worked that in you, and I'm going to work it out of you, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we do. That's what goes on in our lives. The inward, right? Mm -hmm. And the word of the Lord came and saying, this will not be your heir. Your heir is going to come forth from, without, from within you, not outward. And he brought him abroad and said, verse 5, look forward towards the heaven and tell the stars if you're able to number them. And he said unto them, so shall your seed be, circle seed. Your seed will be, right? And, he, and it says the next verse, and Abraham believed in the Lord and counted it, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Wasn't it pretty easy? The Lord spoke, your seed's going to be like this. Look around. And he goes, I believe that. He goes, okay, good. It's credit to you right now, right? Then look at the next verse, the seed. And then he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur and the Chaldees to give you this land, circle land. The seed he believed, right? Yeah. And that was easy. But the land, listen to how he responds, to inherit. The seed is our blessing, right? Uh, the benefits. Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. The benefits, we just believe. They're happening in our lives all the time, right? Mm -hmm. The inheritance, not so much. That's the reward. The blessings are given to us. The inheritance is a little more work for us. It's yeah. a little tougher for us. Yeah. To have the seed birthed in us is easy. Mm -hmm. To take the land that God gave us for our lives is a little more arduous. Mm -hmm. It takes a little longer, right? So he goes on. Uh, I brought you out of Earl and Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. And, the Lord, and, and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know? Circle that. Previous verse, he believed. <laughs> to, enter, to experience the seed, he believed. What are the works of God? They said, Jesus, what are the works? Believe, Right? So we receive the benefits by believing. And that's the believers. It's a gift of God. The inheritance, we got to know some things. The inheritance to take the land, we got to know. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, okay, I'm going to show you the way. To, to believe, you get the seed. To inherit, you're going to have to walk this out. Right? So, mm -hmm. so get that. Inheritance or that. So he goes on and he said, uh, he go, we'll skip to verse uh, 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark and behold, a smoking furnace, right? One says a smoking oven, write it down, a smoking oven. Because this is after the previous verses, you look at it, he split the pieces. He, he goes, how might I know? I'm gonna go backwards, retract for a second. How might I know that I can inherit, not just get blessing, but how do I have inheriting? Not just believe it, I gotta know something, Lord. And he said to him in verse nine, Take me a heifer of three years old, a she-goat three years old, and a ram three years old, and a turtle dove and young pigeon. He took them, uh, all of these, and he divided them, right? So how are we going to get the land? There's got to be a division in our lives between spirit and soul for an inheriting. There's got to be a dividing. There's got to be a sanctifying. That's for the inheriting. That's not for the blessing. To, to be in the pre part that God made you and made you for, we're going to have to go through these split in our lives. We're going to have to go through the splits of uh, reasonings and logics, imagination versus reality. We're going to have to go through splits in our emotions of uh, spiritual sensation and just high drama emotion. We'll have to go through splits in our life of what's intuition, worship, and communion you know, versus just our minds. We'll have to go So that's, that's the inheritance, right? And I want you to pay attention to that. The blessing, right, is there. Believing. 
What all the promises of God are yes and amen to us. The believing is yes and amen to us. The inheriting, we got to walk through the pieces with him. And, he, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. So he, he makes the split between us. Hebrews 4, and you write it down. It's, he says, the word of God is quick. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing of soul from spirit, joints from marrow, intents, motives of the heart. It divides. That's the walk between the pieces, right? Yeah. So that's for inheritance. Say for inheritance, mm-hmm. right? Salvation and, and the grace of God, we receive it, man. Jesus, I receive you. Boom. We hit the blessings, man. Mm-hmm. Walk in the purpose, reward, and it, it takes a little bit. You're taking the land, inheritance. And so, and he tells us, this is the way it's going to be in your life. I'm going to have a separating for a clarifying, then I'm going to put you back together, and you're going to walk it out, right? So that, get ready for that to happen. And when you're in that process, find out, acknowledge it, and walk through it, right? So number one, he goes like this. And when the sun came down, a thick cloud of darkness came over, and behold, a smoking oven and a flaming torch. So write down, smoking oven, flaming torch. We'll do it with the smoking oven. And the smoking oven is a hot pot, it says in the original. It's, it's got heat in it, it's smoking, it's hot, and it's made for sanctifying. And I, I want you to say sanctifying. Sanctifying means to be set apart, to go from common to uncommon. And so when he's walking through the pieces, the first thing he's going to do is start the hot pot and the smoking is going to be the sanctifying. So we know which one's real and which one's false. It, when he's dealing with the smoking pot, he's dealing with our temperament. When he's dealing with the smoking pot, he's dealing with sanctifying. He's dealing with uh, changing our nature, changing our behavior, right? Changing our temperament. You know, if you're passionate um, and you're a passionate person, the, the pot's going to sanctify you from extreme emotion. To have passion and zeal and fire that God put in you because you're a passionate person. Mm-hmm. But to take the emotion out yeah. of, of like the, the, the dramatic part of the emotion. Like David. My sins are as many as the hairs on my head. Kind of impossible. But he's a passionate guy. But he's emotional, right? right. The walk between the pieces, that hot sanctifying pot, will, will sanctify that. Does it kill your emotions? No. Yeah, God said, I put that in you, my daughter. I made you that way, son. I put that in your life to be that. Right. But I'm going to temper it so it doesn't hamstring you. Right. So if you're always in your emotions, you're going to be up and down up and down you're gonna you're gonna be over here over there when you don't sense something you're gonna be you don't know what to do that's not how he made it he wants you to be passionate but not just the over emotional and that's the sanctifying pot right if people that are i I have people that are always dreaming dream dream after dream after dream after dream after dream and i tell them if if it doesn't put feet on it and it doesn't manifest it's just an empty dream Mm -hmm. so maybe you're not a dream caster Maybe you're not a you're a vision you're not a vision caster, right? Yeah. So just stay in your place and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. That's not your your that's not your wheelhouse, mm-hmm. right? So 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 the smoking pot is for sanctifying, and it's going to set you apart, right, for a time, and then it's going to make what's common in your life uncommon. You're going to do uncommon things. You won't just do common things like everybody else. You do uncommon things. So it, as we walk through the pieces, we're going to deal with with the mind. Right there's the renewing of the mind, there's the there's the uh, uh, the change of mind. You know, repentance is a metalomai to change your thinking, your mindset. Right, not religion with sackcloth and ashes, but to change your mindset. Right, yeah. there's the renewing of the mind, there's the transforming of the mind, there's putting off that mind. There and there's a, there's a part where there's uh, logics, 
and senses, right? Our sensibility, right? Reason. Mm -hmm. God doesn't say kill your reason, right? He just wants your reason to align with his, with your intuition. Right. Like people that are reasonable make good decisions, but he just wants to line it up with intuition. Right. So we'll go through the mind area. We'll go through the emotion. We'll go through the conscience. Some people that are over scrupulous in conscience, they live under accusation, condemnation. They live under guilt for annihilation. But that's not what the conscience was made for, right? Yeah. It was made for an uh, area of conviction for transformation. Mm -hmm. Not condemnation, guilt, and overwhelmed sensations. Not at all. And then he'll walk through the spirit. What's, what's life, communion, and truth? We'll go through those pieces. I'm looking at my time because I think I'm, I'm I don't want to, I know some of you are going to check out here, so I'm going to stop. But let me finish this up and I'll pick it up maybe next week. So let's look at this. The way, say it's the way of God for inheritance. Mm -hmm. The walk between the pieces. The blessing of God is just believing, you know, just simply believing. And I'll, I'll wrap it up in a second. And when the sun went down and a thick darkness had come, deal with smoking oven, say smoking oven, for sanctifying, for tempering, for forging, for transforming, right? And, uh, and, and pass between the pe those pieces, it says, and a flaming torch. So the flaming torch is the illumination. It's the light. And you remember, light is to illuminate but also determine it. Write it down. The light that touches your life is to illuminate, make your path brighter, but also determine what's killing you. When you put a germ in the sun, it dies. The light illuminates and terminates mm -hmm. as he walks through the pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to stop there and I'm going to pick it up hopefully next week. So it makes sense. Yeah. Make faith in you. Yeah. Practical as well as spiritual. We're going to get there, right? Mm -hmm. We all have this journey, the measure of faith to walk it out. We're going to do it. We're going to follow his ways so we enter the inheritance, not just the blessing. Yeah. All right? And write down Psalms 103. Maybe we'll go over that later. So, Father, I want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for your wisdom and making all the mysteries clear to us. You don't hide things from us. You give and reveal things to us mm -hmm. that we can walk in success that we can walk in your victories, that we can walk in the land. We want the land that you gave each one of us. What must we know? And God, you walk through the pieces as the hot pot and the lighting torch. We embrace that. We acknowledge that. We hear that. We listen to that. And we take action with it. Thank you for who you are and thank you for how real you are. And touch every life here. Seal and preserve it blameless in every aspect that you're doing. And that you that began a good work in us shall... Finish it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.